Hello loves, Danielle Goley here, your host of Design to Awaken podcast. I'm your life purpose coach, empathic intuitive, and human design expert. I'm passionate about all things personal growth and development, spirituality, holistic well-being, relationships, and living with purpose and intention while being of service to others and the world. I'm a small town girl from North Central Montana who loves her family and community, who took a leap of faith and stepped outside of the status quo and left my professional career as Director of Public Health and began my personal journey of spiritual awakening and aligning with my soul's purpose. I'm here now to share personal experiences, lessons, failures, and what I have discovered along my own personal journey on this thing that we call life. Are you ready to be vulnerable in a space that's safe and begin celebrating your own authentic self? Awesome! Then pull up a seat, grab a cup of tea or your favorite thing to sip on, and let's talk all things. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose in the world? This is the Design to Awaken podcast. Welcome to another episode of Design to Awaken. I am really excited to be having this amazing conversation with a dear friend of mine that I met in Denver. Her name is Zabina, and she has been living the American dream since 2004, immigrating to the United States from Hungary. She parlayed a one-year stint as an au pair into a four-year degree from MSU Denver, where she graduated with honors in management and international business. From there, she has used her skill to run and manage her husband's chiropractic clinic for 13 years. Always industrious, this organic mother of two has developed a passion for holistic living after having her babies. She is a continuous learner, avid reader, and researcher. Wanting to provide the best for her family, she is proud to lead a non-toxic lifestyle, finished a couple of courses on herbal and essential oil remedies while striving to stay close to nature's wisdom in a fast-paced Western world. She believes that learning is a lifelong process and health is our greatest wealth. Zabina has spoke on this topic in person and at numerous businesses and community groups in and around the Denver area. And I am really excited to bring Sabina to the podcast. This is really a topic that you and I, when we met, really connected on right away. Don't you agree, Sabina? Yes, yes. Hi, Danielle. I'm very excited to be here and have this conversation with you today. Yay. And it's so good to actually kind of reconnect. I first came into contact with you when I was searching out a chiropractor to support me with my own physical needs. And it was so fun when we first connected and to find out that we had a lot of similar interests really around living in organic, non-toxic lifestyle. So would you please share with us a little bit more about you and what led you down the path of wanting to live organic as well as eliminate toxins in your environment? Sure. Um, So I think it all started back, honestly, in my childhood, because growing up in Eastern Europe, especially in like a small farm village, we had a huge garden and uh, my parents raised animals for harvest. So all of our meals came from, from around the home and it was all just fresh food. And 
My parents rarely ever took any medications. My mom always used home remedies and things that she had learned from her mother and from generations back. Um, that's what she used when we were unwell. And I think it really rooted in my upbringing. And I didn't really think much of it that time until I moved here to the United States and experienced a different kind of living. And everything was available at the stores. And it was just a lot more fast-paced, westernized world than what I was used to back then growing up. So I kind of went with it and, and lost these roots of natural living until I met my husband. So I think if I may say he was part of my awakening, um, because as being a chiropractor, the he really just appreciates nature and nature's ability to heal and the body to heal itself. So we often had conversations about natural lifestyle and non-toxic things. And I was just a sponge for it. And I, I was very interested in learning more. And so he was feeding me with books and documentaries and giving me names of experts on this field. And I really dove into it, especially once I got pregnant. So I wanted to provide the best for our, our kids, kind of going back to the way how I grew up and, and going back to my natural roots and try to balance that out in this, in this world that we live in today. That makes a lot of sense how you were growing up really connected to, to Mother Earth herbs, nature, growing your own food, the way we used to really live, right? And like you said, and then coming here and, and having things accessible, the fast paced life. But then I've seen this, you know, especially with my past profession of being in public health and actually starting public health as a home visiting nurse and helping pregnant women in their first pregnancy. And women really do want to be the best mothers that they can be. And that includes all aspects of life. And so that makes a lot of sense that that was another key point of time was when you got pregnant to want to really reconnect and and learn how you can best support your children as well as your own self being healthy. Yes. Yes, I, I really started reading a lot on, on ingredients. And actually, I started a glossary of chemical names that made it easier for me to uh, reference for things when I was buying things for, um, for the household. And that kind of led also to like a list of good brands and a little bit better brands to choose. And then it just evolved from there. And that's when I really <clears throat> realized that so many things around us are mass produced and includes a lot of different kind of chemicals from the baby toys to the clothes and, and everything that that's really in our household. So I learned that, you know, you, we can't really control what's going on in the environment outside, but we really have the control over what makes it into our household. And the home is, is really our sacred place. It should be a, a place of, of healing and good energy and not something that makes us sick and gives us a negative energy. So I really went deep into, you know, non-toxic household items on top of the, you know, the, the baby and the pregnancy thing after that. Oh, I love how you say the home is our sacred place and that we do have control of what makes it into our home. And of course, we don't have control of the external environment. You know, when I first went um, chemical free in my household, I went kind of same thing. Like 
I went all in. I didn't, you know, step my toes in. But I do love that you have a chemical glossary. I did not do that. That would have been super helpful. I went all in with removing plastics and the nonstick cookware, going to stainless steel, realizing how much of that coating in our our cookware and the nonstick gets into our food and, oh, good gravy. Um, And then, of course, eliminating all cleaning products and skincare and hair care that had chemicals in it. I tell people same thing is we can control what we do, but we can't control the external, but also to take it slowly because not everybody's willing to you know, jump all in like sounds like you and I did. But what were some of the areas in your life, household, food, maybe even healthcare and skincare that you have made changes around eliminating toxin and exposures? Whew, I think almost everything. But as you said that I think it would be very hard for someone to just go cold turkey and start off fresh. I think the most important for everybody to realize that this is a lifelong process. It would be very hard to change out everything. So I think small steps goes a long way and make a big impact. So I think um, I was thinking at the time I, I, I started with the kitchen. It seems like that's where we spend women we spend a lot of time in the kitchen. So I did the same thing as you mentioned with the plastics and uh, the cookware. And then I also added the microwave, learning how, you know, the, the microwave, what it does, it, it destroys the nutrients of the food. So we eliminated and went back to old school heating up the food. And, um, and then it just went from there. But I think you could go or anyone interested in going more non-toxic and then switching out small things, I think they could go by room by room or see what are those things in the home that they use the most. I think if we, if we think about what, what is the basic need of the physical living is, is air, water, and food. So we could just evaluate what is the air quality of the house so maybe start there it was very easy for me because i very rarely used artificial fragrances i'm not the one that likes those plugins and sprays and whatnot so i definitely eliminated any if there was in the home and um and then we also invested into a good water filtration system in the house that's under the sink and it eliminates a lot of toxins and chemicals and even hormones and fluoride from the water and then i learned about how to read labels on food we actually my husband and i we used to do a shop with a dock little outing to the grocery shop where we uh, gathered a, a few people that were interested in the topic and we went around the grocery store and we learned how to read labels and what to avoid and whatnot so we really started with that the water food and air and then obviously it, it went into skincare um try to make better choices with what ingredients were in skincare I think at that point, it really scared me when I learned that 80 or 90% of a breast tumor cell includes parabens. So I really watched out for that one ingredient at some point. And then I learned, learned that there are so many more ingredients actually that are harmful. So we switched our toothpaste, you know, and then went from there, sh- shampoos and body lotions and such. 
Yeah, it, it can feel overwhelming when sharing all of the different areas, but I love your tip about just go room by room. Start with a certain room first. And I started in the kitchen, like you were saying. That was like my first place to start with the kitchen, just because I it made the most sense because we ingest, we're ingesting foods. And so making sure that our food is not being contaminated is kind of where I started. And also, you know, removing a microwave because of what it does to our food. So I started, like you said, started in the kitchen. And then I think the next place I really started, like I said, was my cleaning products. Understanding that cleaning products have so many artificial fragrances that can be very toxic in the in just the chemicals that they use. And so there's a lot of great products out there that you can use that don't even have chemicals or going back to nature like baking soda and vinegar. I love using just the most simple basic things that we've our grandparents great grandparents used for generations. We don't need to really change if we just go back to what nature has given us. I've always found that if it comes straight from mother earth and there's no additives to it, then you're safe in my opinion. Yes. Yes, I think there are so many recipes on the internet. It's so much easier to access even homemade um, house cleaning products. I used to do a workshop in our clinic about how to create your at-home cleaners, your DIY home cleaners. And it's very, very simple. Just a few natural things like lemon essential oils, baking soda, vinegar, things like that. I think we underestimate their power and they can be very, very um, good and powerful cleaners. So I think for someone, if they want to start an easy step, I would say, uh, is to switch out the cleaning supplies. Because many people think like, oh, I do a big spring cleaning, right? It's spring now, everybody wants to um, do a big cleaning in the home. But what they don't realize is that using these commercial harsh chemicals is actually doing um, something worse for the body than leaving the home dirty and, and dusty because it's really going to damage the lungs and just impact the air in the home. So I think that would be an easy first swap for someone if they want to start is just to get rid of all the bad cleaning supplies and either try to create your own or maybe they could try to you know buy a little bit better brand be more conscious about what they're buying in the grocery store. I like how you were saying like very powerful cleaning supplies within baking soda vinegar and adding a little lemon essential oil but also way more less expensive. Oh yes, that too. It's it's a lot it's a lot more affordable. Mm-hmm. It is affordable. And how what would you say to someone that says, "Well gosh, I just don't have the time. I I don't have the time to make my own stuff." <laughs> Yeah, we talked about this. So um, I think if uh, someone doesn't, it a little bit comes down all the time uh, in our life is that time is money. So it's either time or the money, right? So you either go on to go and buy a little bit higher priced uh, natural product in the store, or you invest your time and create something at home. So everybody has to make their own choices if which one they want to do. It's definitely not as time consuming as one might think to create uh, natural cleaning supplies at home because we all have these ingredients in the house so it doesn't take as much time so everybody needs to find what's more important to them you know some people just like to buy a better brand at the store instead of making something at home however if they do have kids 
that could be a very fun activity to do at the house because kids like to participate and, and create something at home. It could be like a little um, arts and craft project and at the same time have conversation and educate them a little bit about why we are doing that. So they growing up also going to make better choices as an adult. I like how you bring in the kiddos because it's really important to share our reasoning, at least with me. Um, you know, I talk a lot about human design, but with being a one, three, I'm all about, tell me more, tell me why we're doing something. It's not that I question it. I just want to know why, because once I know why and understand it, I can buy into it, I guess. I just like to know the reasoning. And so if we can share with others, people are afraid of things if they don't understand it. So if we can share the, the reasoning behind why it's safer for your health, to eliminate all of these commercial toxins for our health and our long term. And if we say, you know, I don't have the time, well, it, we can say that now, or we can also say, do you have the time when you get sick? Because our health really is everything. You can talk to anybody that's gone through a, a health crisis, will say, absolutely, if I would have known, or if there was something I could have done maybe to mitigate this so I didn't end up in this situation, they might have done it, right? So we're just here to share what we've researched, what we found for our own family's work. And hopefully someone else will be like, oh, I hadn't even thought about that because I'll be the same. I remember the first lady that sh shared this even was a, a concern with me. And it started with skincare. I was at an event with other women and I just met her and she was so passionate about using healthy skincare products and she took me to this cute little apothecary that made their own skincare and she just educated me on the reasons why because again our skin is our largest organ and everything we put on our skin is absorbed into our body. And I was like, even coming from a medical background, I knew that, but I wasn't living that mm -hmm. and not understanding the impact of what I was putting on my skin, including skincare, face, hair care, lotion, even our clothes, like you were saying, what putting on my body was going into my body. And was it something I wanted in there? Yeah, I, I actually, I read once that women in general put about 80 different kind of chemicals on their body every single day without even knowing it from the hairsprays to the perfumes and the moisturizers and the nail polish and you know mascara and hair dyes and all of that it really adds up yeah the going back to the why all i can think about is this quote that i heard once is that a healthy person can, has a million different goals to achieve in life, but a sick person only has one. And our health is really our greatest wealth because when somebody is sick, the only thing they can think about is getting better. And I think we owe to ourselves and to our families to make better choices and to eliminate the exposure to these toxins because it's really not a question anymore if something is toxic. Most things are mass manufactured and using with, with using chemical things in them so we are constantly exposed to these different kind of toxins i think we need to make better choices so they don't accumulate in our body another thing that i i used to tell a friend just because one thing has a cancer causing ingredient in it it doesn't necessarily mean that we're gonna get cancer but it it raises the um, chance of developing a tumor. And it's really the exposure of to these toxins over time that makes us sick. 
that really the 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 accumulation of these toxin toxins that cause inflammation and different kind of health ailments. And I think we also need to consider like a good elimination and how to not just lessen the exposure to these toxic, but how to support our bodies in their detoxing. As you said, our skin is the biggest organ. That's also one of the way the body detoxes through the skin and our lungs and our kidneys and liver. So we also need to occasionally support these detoxing organs so they do their job very well because we're constantly exposed to these toxins in our day-to-day life. It's a multifaceted approach, right? Mm-hmm. There's never a one one cure-all for all things. And eliminating exposure as well as supporting the body with detoxing, what we cannot you know, have control over exposures, because there are still some things that we're going to be exposed to, you know, even doing our best at home. So supporting our bodies, you know, especially as we age, our bodies aren't as apt in in detoxing. So we have to be conscious about how are we supporting our bodies to be able to have that highest, just really, again, giving our body what it, it needs, because when we give our body what it needs, it can, it can heal from the inside out. So Zabina, how has your life changed since implementing these strategies and changing even your mindset around having basically control of our own household environment? It's funny you ask because uh, I have to say that 10 years ago, my mindset was not in the right place because when I first started learning about all these things, I was in a constant fear that everything was bad and everything was going to make us sick. And I slowly realized that that's not a way of living. So there's no 100% uh, perfect non-toxic living. It's not attainable, that kind of goal. But unfortunately, I didn't know that as I was learning about it. So I kind of wanted to mention that anyway, that we have to be careful about how far we go down this path. And we have to find our balance because the goal is really not to live in fear, but to feel empowered by the knowledge that we know. So for me, I, I feel like that I know that when we, we make a little bit of not so good choices, I know what to do and, and how to correct that. And, and I think sometimes we let loose a little bit and, and let down our guards. But then other times I know exactly what to do and how to clean up our, our day-to-day life and how to make better choices. So overall, I can say that it's it really changed my mindset that I can create a balance in this and just feel uh, more empowered by the knowledge. Yes. Love and grace for ourselves. And you're right. Sometimes we can beat ourselves up if we don't feel like we are attaining a certain level of any aspect of our life, right? And so this can really take us down a rabbit hole. And I definitely go down a lot of rabbit holes. My family will attest to that when I'm passionate about something, especially when it comes to health and holistic living, I can definitely go down a rabbit hole. But it is about balance and finding a way because it's a lifestyle. 
This isn't a one and done. It's a lifestyle. And again, knowing that there's going to be times where you're going to want to go out and, you know, eat the things that you want to eat. And again, that's why this isn't a one way of doing anything. It's a multifaceted approach to a lifestyle, you know, supporting your body with detoxing, rest, good, clean water, you know, having self-care as well as doing what we can to eliminate our exposures to different aspects of our environment. And so I really bringing it back to what you said about our home is our sacred space. And we we have the control, you know, by what we make choices, what we spend our money on and spend our time on and how we can create a place that is in alignment with what we desire. Because again, not everybody desires to even focus on this and that's okay. That's We're not here to say one way of living is better than another. We're just saying that with our education of what we've researched, implemented, has worked for us and our families. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. We're just wanting to share that information with others that are also wanting to maybe do what they can to improve you know, their health because it really does impact every aspect aspect of your well-being. It's all about our well-being. I find that, again, I'm a woman that's getting ready to hit menopause within the next few years. And so many chemicals are damaging or impeding our hormonal balance and function. So that's important to me is how can I support my own transition of that aspect of being a woman by eliminating chemicals that disrupt our hormone disruptors is important to me. might not be to someone else, but it is important to me. Um, So I love how you said it's about balance. It's about loving grace. You're going to go out and do things that afterwards you're like, yeah, that might not have been, you know, totally in alignment with my values, but I know how to get back on track for me. Yeah, definitely. Because this was something that I never thought about that, like, let's say 10 years ago, I was very focused on the physical body and the, the physical health versus ailments. And I didn't think about that this constant fear of, oh, this is not good enough to come into the house. Uh, yeah, my husband could say a few stories how I sent him back to the grocery store and said that like, no, this is, you're not eating this or, you know, buying pajamas that was not 100% cotton and things like that. But I didn't realize it at the time that this distress is just as toxic as eating a fast food burger. And and, it, and it's really important to find that kind of balance. Otherwise, we might just want to go and move in the middle of nowhere and, and start from scratch and uh, live that way, which is probably not something that everybody can attain to that, even though that there are lots of homesteads and, and homesteading lifestyle popping up here and there lately. So I think it's very important that we just learn about it and take it as a with a grain of salt and see where those small changes that we can do in our own life and everybody ha- knows their own lifestyle best so they can just do small changes and take small steps towards that more natural living and and go back to the wisdom of nature and and choose nature first that's uh, i like to think that way that if something is natural it should be should be okay yes choose nature first absolutely if we all can just when we're wanting to implement some of this just think nature first. If if it's coming from Mother Earth, then it's it's likely going to be supportive to your 
your health and well-being versus disruptive. When we're looking at ingredients and labels, right, another thing that is easy to give you like a clue, I guess, if if this is a product that's going to be, you know, toxic or more natural, is how many ingredients are listed. You know, the less ingredients listed, the more likely it's it's more on the cleaner, and I'm air quoting, cleaner aspect of the spectrum versus one that has so many things listed in A, you can't even pronounce them. You don't even know what they mean or if you can't pronounce them is another clue. Yes. And then another thing that I learned about label reading uh, back then is that usually what the first um, ingredient on the list is what the actual product has the most of. So maybe somebody can choose that like, okay, well, here's like 20 ingredients, but fragrance is the very last one. Can I just skip this and say like, okay, the rest of the ingredients I'm okay with, but the artificial fragrance is the last on the list. So maybe they have very small amount of it. Maybe somebody could say that like, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with using this. So look at also not just the list, but the order of how those ingredients are coming in that list. Absolutely. That's a great, a great tip. So I wanted to mention, because we talked about this before we came on live, is there's a lot of talk about like 5G now and even just EMFs in general. Do you have any information or what you've done for yourself and your family to kind of support yourself in trying to ease the effects that could be happening? Yes. So I believe that it's it's a lot bigger topic right now, the 5Gs and the electromagnetic frequencies. Uh, I felt like probably a little bit of a cuckoo lady with the tinfoil hat, like eight years ago talking about this. It's a little bit more mainstream now and people are more um, appreciating this and more willing to learn about this. I think it's certainly a technology is a good thing. That's how we are talking right now and able to do that. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't have any health implication on our body. And unfortunately, the research and the statistics are not significant enough that um, there would be warning signs uh, put out publicly. But I do believe that if Wi-Fi signals and cellular tower signals and Bluetooth is strong enough to go through the walls and go to like cellular towers, go through like up to five miles or 10 miles, it's they're strong enough that they go through our bodies in and out constantly daily. It, we don't know what the health implication of that. It probably we're going to figure it out 15, 10, 20 years from now, what it does to the body. And I think until we know that for sure that if they are safe or not, we can take small measures to lessen that exposure. What I mean is that I know that wired wired um, internet connection is just one step better from Wi-Fi. So if someone has the means to wire their computers or their smart TVs versus using Wi-Fi signal, it's already a one step towards lessen this exposure because the Wi-Fi connection is not going to be all around in the house. 
but it's just going to come connect, uh, directly from the wire. Um, we also have quite a few plants, especially snake plants in the home. Um, I have one right next to the Wi-Fi router. Actually, I heard that plants are very good at absorbing these frequencies. And, um, you know, that there are certain different kind of going back to the Mother Earth, what Mother Earth provides us with is natural stones and crystals that are able to absorb these these frequencies and energies and the one that we use is called shungite and it has about 90 or 80 percent of it is carbon which is very good at absorbing things so that's another thing that we use i have a few around the computer you could also buy like little stickers that you could put on the back of the cell phone. And um, what are the other things that we use just to lessen? Oh yeah, obviously we have a timer on our Wi-Fi router and every time it's set for 10 o'clock in the evening that it turns off until seven or eight o'clock in the morning. So I think there's no better way than that, that just to completely shut it off in the house, especially when you're sleeping. So we are not prone to that. But I think I think um, these are very small things that we can implement. They are very inexpensive things in the home until we figure out if, you know, there's any kind of uh, harmful effects of the 5G and these electromagnetic fields on the body. Yeah, I appreciate all of those tips. I was just looking as you were talking. I was like, oh, I guess I hadn't even actually consciously thought about it, but I have one, two, three, four, five plants right next to my router. Nice. And they're really thriving. So they must really love that constant frequency, as well as I, as you were talking about the stickers on those cell phones, I have those on all my families. I also purchased little backers that I put next to our phones to help pretty much everybody wears their phone on their body nowadays. Like they, they put it in a pocket. They're, it's just always on us. And so I'm was like, same thing. I don't know. I don't know what the long-term implications really are on our health at this time. But I do believe everything is energy, including our physical body. EMFs are energy. And so I just wanted to take that extra precaution. Again, 15 years down the road, we may find out there was no need to. But I don't also want to wait 15 years down the road and be like, oh, I wish I would have. So like you said, I've heard of, I actually have had the timer on my Wi-Fi and it wasn't working correctly. So I'm re- going to do that and make sure I get that going again. I've heard of other people doing that. But yes, definitely plants in the household and near helps with the EMFs, but also cleaning and purifying our breathing air. In particular, we have three very good air or high quality air purifiers in the home. So that was just something that I found for myself and my family is is important because I've I've seen the research. Our indoor air quality is it's it's generally worse than outside air quality. And we spend so much time inside nowadays. Most of us spend the majority of our day inside. So there is a lot of little places that we can just take one little step forward. And so I it's been so wonderful hearing your personal experience, your tips, because you have done so much around educating people about just how we can just start taking small steps forward. And that is just another reminder, right? Have love and grace for ourselves, small steps, take it just one thing at a time. Again, going back to what you said, one room at a time to make it feel manageable and doable. We don't want to overwhelm anybody because when you're overwhelmed, you don't do anything. And it can feel overwhelming if you haven't 
been doing this. I've been doing this since 2012, 11 years now. And so we're not expecting anybody to just all of a sudden be like, oh, I know everything. And so just there's a lot of resources out there. But is there any other tips or advice from your amazing years of doing this research that you want to share with our listeners that could be, again, easy or affordable? I I think you uh, said it very well that it just go small steps. I think it it really the key is is that because it make they make a big impact and just to start with that and then if somebody doesn't know where to start, they could go with the the room by room or or they could go think about the very basics of air, food, water. Okay, what can I do about the the quality of the air and then just start slowly with that and then when you feel settled that okay. I did everything I could think of to um, to uh, lessen the toxic exposure in the air in my home, then move on to, okay, how can I eat better? How can I do better uh, choices with the food and then the water? So that's also something, but it, it really does come down to that, to realize that this is a, a long process. And even for me, I also started learning about this around 2009. I still feel like when I read about things that like, wow, there's so much more to know and there's, uh, I barely know anything. So just everybody needs to give grace to themselves. And again, I, I need to emphasize the part because I know it about myself with the fear is that just to create the balance. And when you choose something that's not on the clean list, be okay with that instead of having that guilt after that because then it was just not worth it. So instead of um, you know beating ourselves up, just be uh, okay with our choices, find balance, and just take small steps and go room by room in the home. Yes, room by room. And have you, have you heard or utilized the Think Dirty app? Yes. The, the Think Dirty app is a good one. I have actually used that before in the grocery store when I didn't know about certain brands, how clean they are or not. And then the EWG website is also another one when somebody could just put in like, you know, a certain, let's say, facial cleanser, and then it gives uh, points of zero to 10 on how clean their ingredient list is. So that's also a good one. Do you like the Think Dirty app? Yeah, I mean, like you said, in the beginning, it can be really helpful, you know, so you don't because there's a lot of information out there. And so the more you can find resources to support you. So because we want it to be something you can implement again as a lifestyle. We don't want you to have to feel like you have to go out and do all the research that you and I have done and so many other people. Um, We want it to be easy. And so I love how they created that. So it makes it easy for people, you know, to understand what their products are and then you can make a different choice again it's just awareness it starts with awareness and then you have the ability to make different choices i think it's just a great place and what was that website again e ewg ewg all right and environmental working group that makes sense is it dot com or dot gov i think it's org We'll put that in the show notes for others as well to be able to use these as resources. Lastly, where can our listeners connect with you more? So we share more about this topic in our Facebook group. It's called Health, Healing, and Holistic Lifestyle. Um, And then also uh, we share some articles about this on our blog and our website, drstephens.com, drstephens.com. Awesome. And again, we'll put those links in the show notes for those that want to learn more and and reach out. So thank you so much, Savina. It's 
it's always a pleasure to learn from you because even as much as I've researched and dug into this topic, I'm still learning. I'm always going to be learning. I absolutely appreciate your perspective and how you you really do make this attainable and you share how anybody that really wants to make this a a reality can do it. It doesn't take a lot of time and it doesn't take a lot of money. It just takes awareness and being willing to take small steps. So I really appreciate you for doing that for not just myself, but so many other people. Oh, thank you. Thank you for uh, having me on your show. I really enjoyed having this conversation. Thank you. And again, until next time, much love. Yay, we did it. We shared together in another Design to Awaken podcast episode. I would feel honored if you liked it to please rate and subscribe to the podcast so to never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Friday. Also, if you desire a place to take the conversation further and you know you are with other like-minded souls who are ready to celebrate your awakening and support you in your own journey of living on purpose, Hop on over, join my exclusive community on Facebook at Designed to Awaken. Or you can hit me up at DanielleGoley.com. This is Danielle signing off. See you next time. Much love.